Welcome to episode four of the Skillshop Pincast. I am your host, Graham. And I'm your co-host, Kayla Greet. And today we have with us uh, the pillars of Skillshot, <laughs> the one, the only Brad and Gordon. Hello, guys. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and uh, h- here we are today uh, recording on Sunday, June 7th, uh, in the evening after the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show has wrapped up. So today is a Nua Paz or Pegs recap. Yes. Yes. It was excellent. It was. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm tired now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, we're just going to spitball here yeah, for a little bit. Going to yeah. take it in chunks. Yeah. So <laughs> um, observations. Uh, Lots more space. This yeah. Year. The room was bigger. bigger. Everything yeah. was spread out. Uh, I started my day on Friday volunteering before the show opened by cleaning the glass of 400 pinball machines. Oh, uh, me and Nick Long, we we did the tag team. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it takes a little more of your elbow grease than you think. Some of those games are pretty dirty. Yeah. that I, I have yet to tag team with Nick Long, but yeah. it does sound really dirty. And I would have been involved. Yeah. There's, there's hope. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh man! Uh, so there were four hundred <laughs> pinball games there yes, this year. At least I heard four plus, four hundred plus, but um, I didn't go around and count. Wowza! And it also seemed like there were uh, the pinball to arcade ratio has is skewed further. Pinball is definitely. dominant, as as we all know mm. it to be true. Though yeah, I'd like to mention too that uh, it was neat they had console and tabletop gaming too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a conversation with uh with someone outside. Uh, Kayla, you might have been there with me. I was. Uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> <We're>, uh, <laughs> yeah. About how conventions, especially these geeky conventions, tend to just uh they start out about one very specific thing, and then they just kind of grow and grow and grow and, and morph. like yeah. exactly assimilate more peripheral parts of the culture. And like like PAX Penny Arcade convention like started about what PAX right. <laughs> or Penny Arcade yeah. rather. And now it's you know this gigantic thing that there's cosplay so many, happening, mm-hmm, yeah, and so many games and tournaments and whatnot, and uh, and of course Comic Con started about comics, and now it's basically every single thing that can remotely right. be construed as geek culture. Or they nerd put culture. a mini arcade in there with X Men pinball, and yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if they're gonna sell all those toys and. There were so many like vendors of toys right. and stuff like that. But I saw kids walking around with toys yeah. on yeah. Sunday. So yeah, mm-hmm. it seemed to be most of the vendors seemed to be doing okay. I saw one really lonely ITT tech table. But <laughs> I took I talked to her on um Friday and Oh, that's good. Yeah. I took one of her hand sanitizers. So, oh. Yeah. Mm, I took one of the pens when nobody was there. <laughs> well, hopefully they got a few recruits. Hopefully right. some directionless kids uh realize that they have a, a future at the ITT tech. Don't Institute. do it. Usually they're just going to be coding in their grandmother's basement, though. They yeah. well, off student loan bills yeah. for years and years. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> I don't know. The yeah, internet's but, out there. You don't have to go to college. That's, that's what's something that's been proven right, lately. Like Code yeah. Academy. and. But please Pond. do if you'd like to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. More All power right. to you. Um, so you guys made the observation. Gordon, I think you made the observation. There were a lot more EMs there this year, too. I thought so. There, there were a lot that I had never seen before as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Me, too. A couple that I didn't still didn't get to play that I meant to. Did you see that one friendship? Yes. It was like the, the astronaut, and it was like with smiley stars. And yeah, stuff. it was like that was really oh, weird. That sounds cute. friendship nine or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was super old, that retro so looking. Cute. It was really neat. Then there was that other really that was like from '64. It was about like tic tac toe or some little kid theme because there's little kids on it. But then like the the word that you had a, the, that you had a light or hit the target said blanket. 
Weird. <gasps> the Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Hmm. I don't remember the name of it, but I liked uh, 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 Scuba. That uh, that was a really beautiful game. Nice graphics. Yeah, there were some. There were some really pretty games. I don't remember. Hardly My most exciting part was, you know, just playing Kiss and the Hobbit, like getting in there. Mm-hmm. It was really hard, like signing up for volunteer shift. Uh, I'm definitely there to volunteer, but when I was there for two hours before the show started, I'm like all the games are here and there's no lines. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> but I watched some of the guys from Jersey Jack playing the Hobbit before I got the chance to play, and he's like started his multi ball, and he's like, "Look, Smaug is gonna turn around and breathe fire on the playfield." I was like, "What the hell? This is amazing." <laughs> I didn't actually see not, the fire breathing. It's not real fire. It's just the lights oh. changed to orange and red. But, you know, it yeah, looks real like, cool. I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. And I got to say that LCD screen, it looks better than the movie I saw in the theater. It <laughs> looked awesome. Yeah. I mean, it looked great on The Wizard of Oz, too. But uh, And this was a point that they made. I uh, I went into the Making of the Hobbit uh, talk with uh, Jersey Jack and two of his guys, David and Butch. And uh, that was one of the points that they brought up was, you know, with The Wizard of Oz, they're they're using older footage and it's not necessarily uh you know the greatest definition whereas like the hobbit was shot in like, in ab- hd obviously yeah. like Extreme- yesterday <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly extremely absurd like high def resolution wow. and so it just makes it so easy for them to transfer it and work with it i had never considered it shows that. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, that's... it really shows but we'll talk more about the hobbit later on I'll, mm-hmm. i've got a rundown coming up and uh we there were a lot of new games uh to check out there it was a really mm-hmm. cool year um, but before we do that, uh, let's talk about the tournaments. Sure. Um, Gordon has the most recent experience right now. He just got fourth place in the rookie tournament today. Yeah, Gordon. Yeah. Awesome. I know the the rules for entering the rookie tournament. I think <laughs> yeah. surprised many of us. I think it was all Alexa that said something on Facebook is that you had to have uh, over two thousand in ranking on IPA. Uh-huh. And I'm like well, it was like 2176 or something like that. So you bragger. Mm-hmm. And Alexa, I'm, I'm 2175. Yeah. Alexa can't cut it close. She she played in it and ran it and she was at uh 2008. Wow. So yeah, <laughs> she wow. was kind of real close. But yeah, yeah, I mean that's something to be said. A lot of the players in there aren't rookie as the the very strict definition of it. Like they clearly have played pinball before. Sure, they yeah. just don't do sanctioned tournament play. I right. wasn't going to do it, but then people kept telling me that I should do it yeah. because, and then when I went up there to sign up, there were a lot of people that I'd seen playing the other tournaments yesterday and people mm-hmm. that I'd seen from around town and, or played with in like right. Pinball Seattle or something like that. So mm-hmm. was a there cool was crowd. a lot of us. We weren't like, we weren't novices, but we were. Right. Nice. Mm-hmm. You're only a novice once too. Yeah. So, yeah. I <laughs> said novice earlier today or last <laughs> night and someone yelled at me and said, Novice. That's not the right way to say it. Is it novice or novice? I think I think the most common way is novice, but yeah. I don't. I wouldn't yell at you for a yeah. slight variation in vowel use. Oh, right. it, was, it was Nicole. Nicole Hyatt. Oh, that makes uh. sense because earlier in the day I was talking to Nicole about pet peeves with uh, how people talk. About <laughs> Do you know for egg, another time. Egg cornice. Thanks for pointing oh, that God. out. No, yeah, yeah. No, no problem. Always a chance to help me better my speaking skills. Yeah, you don't. Need, you don't need it. So. Uh, there, there was five main types of tournament going on. There was the rookie. There was the um, the kids tournament in the front that Aaron McAbee, our la- one of our last guests, uh, hosted. And classics. Classics was pin golf. Uh, the rookie tournament was played on the classics bank. Um, 
then, mostly. Oh, right, mostly. They incorporated some of the other games from the main bank. Uh, the main tournament was obviously the big showstopper, and I ran the women's tournament on Saturday with 31 players. Last year, we had 30 women. It went really, really well. Uh, I only had two girls cry. <laughs> to their, to their, uh, to be fair, they were about fourteen and fifteen years old. Yeah, because yeah. as we all know, big girls do not cry. Right. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, no, actually, like one of the girls that had the hardest time with it, she knocked me out of the tournament. I got twelfth place. Like she played really well, and I saw her on lots of games that she did amazing at. You know, there's nothing to be said about your age or, any, oh, yeah. you know, there's skill set there. And when she came to tell me that she had lost her last game, she just welled up and tears in her eyes. I'm in the broadcasting booth, like commentating on the final games of the matches. <laughs> and I just brought her and I was like, come here, you're getting a hug. Like, you know, you're, there's no crying in pinball. You did great. <laughs> <laughs> be proud of yourself. Yeah, she knocked you out. And then right before she got knocked out, she knocked Heather out as well. I think so. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh -huh. that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Who won? Zoe Rabel from Portland, and then um, Nicole Rayek got second. Julie was fourth, I believe, and then oh Emma Emmeline from Bellingham got third. She's helping open up the Shakedown's uh, new back bar or whatever it is for um, the pinball room. Racket, racket, yeah, the racket. We'll we'll plug them again here at the end. Uh, cool. Uh, so, who won the match play, the main tournament? Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart. Mm-hmm. The, the one doing so much work for the show, somehow still managed to pull out A games over and over and over again. Yeah, he looked pretty stressed today. Yeah. He won last year too, didn't he? He did, yeah. Wow. And it was a little funny when he finished announcing every other player that won money and a plaque and everything, and then it gets to him, and he said, well, now this is a little awkward. And Lauren just grabbed the mic from him and said, no, you're not introducing yourself as the winner. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Lauren. That was a great move. Uh, side note, and for you listeners at home, uh, I'm about to ask Brad a question that doesn't affect you. Uh, there are two full. Is yours. this for it's me? Yours. All yours. right. I, I drank awesome. out of it. I drank out awesome. of it, but it's not important mine. podcast. A yeah. second beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this anyway. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Thank you very um, much. I will say that I had comments from a few folks that were in the main. There was five rounds of qualifying. I came real close on the last one. Uh, it's a little hard to, hard to deal with that I didn't make it in, but I helped, I tried. Um, but a few folks did say that they benefited from listening to our rundown of the games, and especially NBA <laughs> Fast Break, I'd say. What was that? I just took a snapshot. Sorry, while well, oh, Kayla was great. talking. Live in recording. Um, sorry to interrupt Why does it make with that. that noise? That's yeah. okay. Well, it's the countdown for the shutter. Yeah. Just... Let's focus here. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, it's for okay. That. I meant to do that earlier. That was a fire alarm. <laughs> it is hot in here. <laughs> oh my god, it is really, really, really hot right now. Yeah. Both Brad and Kayla are fanning themselves. Yes. Um, it was about eighty-five zine. degrees. <laughs> yeah. It about wrestling. Yeah, it was about. <laughs> yeah, it was a very hot. Oh, yeah, that weekend. was by the um the guy Phil who won the trip. Oh yeah. Uh, let's let's story. go ahead and just uh, plug Phil now. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about Phil. So he was great. I was playing with him in qualifying on Eight Ball Deluxe yesterday, and I said, "Well, oh, hey, where are you from? Like, where do you play around?" He goes, "Oh, I'm from DC." And then he, I had brought a stack of Razor Cakes, the music magazine that I write for out of LA. I wrote a 
six page article on how uh, one punk's guide to pinball um the last issue and that just got published a few months ago so i brought a few stacks to share with folks at the show and i said yeah i wrote that and he goes oh um i read a review of skill shot and maximum rock and roll which i had no idea we had been reviewed in it so thank you i um i didn't realize that but i think my friend dan might have done that review he said that he would take some down and write one um and then, so he read that, went to our website to try to order some zines, saw about the show, entered the contest for the show. Uh, then a month later or so, woke up to an email saying, you have a free trip to Tacoma. <laughs> like, very cool. That's <laughs> yeah. rad. So, Skillshot That's won rad. that guy a free yeah. weekend of pinball. You are <laughs> welcome, Phil. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. You were yeah. a delight to meet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though you're a vegan. <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm vegetarian. You still hang out with me. Yeah. Yeah. You're like Bryce, just fine. Bryce is a vegan. Yeah, Bryce is vegan. That delicious food he was cooking downstairs, Brad. That you can't vegan. smell. Wow. Oh yeah, that's right. You have no <laughs> idea how good that food smelled. Oh man. Vegetable smell. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, anything else about the tournament? Uh, oh yeah. So it kind of started for the end of the finals. We're starting to encroach on the end of the show and. It was getting tight. The, the trucks are scheduled to a specific pickup time for the games, and they need to be ready to go. So uh, Dave made an executive decision to make all the games two balls for the finals instead of three or five or four. Um, that was one thing that was strange about a few games. Like Space Shuttle was set on four balls. 8-Ball Deluxe was set on four balls. And Iron Man was on four balls. So people would sort of walk away after ball three and then forget that they have a, thir- a fourth ball to play. Uh, I'm not sure why that was, but... In the interest of time, at the end, things went down to two ball, and it helped speed things on. And they were only over time for about fifteen minutes. So. The rookie tournament lasted even longer because yeah. it was going on. Still, the last game was going on during the award ceremony for the oh, wow. main tournament. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like right. a, a difficult decision to make, but yeah. good good leaders and good managers will make the unpopular decision for the greater good. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Gordon, you placed pretty well, didn't you, in the rookie turn? Yeah, fourth, fourth place. Yeah, fourth place, Gordon, <laughs> taking the title back from Andy. Yeah, well, he, he's third place. <laughs> Andy That's now, right. He's so. moved up. He's been promoted for a long time. He got his in a big annual tournament, right? Yeah. Rookie tournament. Yeah. Still, it can be I mean, a casual nickname. The rookie tournament, though, it, to be fair, and we were talking about this before we started recording. It's anybody that is ranked two thousand or or higher in uh world rankings so mm-hmm. that's a lot of it's like eighteen thousand people or yeah it's I, quite a few folks Thirty-eight thousand. how many how many people are, um, i mean so. brad where are you ranked like 6500 yeah and i'm you know i'm unranked because i haven't played in tournaments for yeah. three years huh. I think so, I mean, you're probably all... still on there but you're way up there yeah exactly i'm dead last i think they said 63 people were in the rookie tournament which yeah. was a lot more than they thought they were expecting more like 40. Yeah, so clearly it's very competitive. So there's, you know. Um, I had a guy at the registration table on Friday uh, write down his IFPA number too. Like mm-hmm. it was like 8863. That was the number. He was like the 8,863rd player to register on the IFPA website. I was like, that's not necessary, but thank you. And that's strange that you know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, anything else to mention of the tournaments before I give my brief discussion of The Hobbit? 
I thought um, they had some cool games in the tournament. Definitely. That was like, um, I've never done the tournaments there before, but I won the tournament package. And so I was like, I want to do all the tournaments. And um, a lot of the reason was because they have games that in the tournaments that are not on the floor that I'd never seen before, which um, I was very excited to play this year. Yeah, it was really diverse group. Of Raven. Games. Raven's awesome. Was, yeah. yeah. My favorite was uh, Time Fantasy. That was yeah. cool. I liked it was the like games Don's a lot. game. Yeah. What was that one that me and James started playing that uh, they kicked us off because they were doing it? It was full course, something course. I don't know. Mm. Convergence. Mm. Is that what it was? You were you were right next to us. Anyway. Um, I did have a guy when I was running the women's to come up and play Raven, and I had to walk up and ask him to leave because they're, they're for tournament games. And he's like, oh, I figured you'd tell me to go. I just wanted one ball of Raven because I've never seen it before. Uh, <laughs> the games, that was a pretty yeah, cool game. games too. was cool. It was Olympic-themed, actually. I didn't see that one. I should have entered just so I could have played those. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, while everybody else was uh, playing in tournaments mm-hmm. on Saturday night, I went and listened in on a... The Making of the Hobbit talk with uh, Jersey Jack and two of his guys, David Thiel and Butch Peel. Uh, David Thiel was the sound guy and spoke first. Uh, he, was, he was introduced as the sound master, and he just kept pushing one word over and over again, and that was epic, um, <laughs> which it, it was kind of cheesy, but it was, you know, he has a good point. It's, it's a pretty epic game, and there's a lot of really epic music. Um, and I was, you know, it's not the most exciting thing in the world to talk about uh, sound design for a pinball game, but I was impressed. Uh, there's no looping at all for the music of that game in the the new Hobbit. Uh, a thousand times more storage than past games is something that they mentioned. Uh, there are 34 modes in that game, and uh, each of them have distinct themes. So when they say 34 modes, I really wonder exactly how they're defining mode. But right. either way, 34, big number to yeah. attach modes to. Um, so a bunch of full songs. Uh, they have uh, they licensed uh, music from the actual movies by Howard Shore. Uh, David Thiel himself was writing variations on some of those themes, uh, like the do 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 do. Like he did like four, he played us four different versions that uh, he made of that theme. That, that was for the Shire, Tenser, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, although the the versions that he was making, not so much for the Shire, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Pretty anxious. A little dark. Yes, absolutely. And then the the one thing that they talked about a lot was uh, uh, a, a fan of theirs, like uh, pinball aficionados who happen to uh, have a music production company. Uh, Two Steps from Hell is what they're called. That's it a sound- pretty epic name. I it's love a that super name. epic name. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the name, too. They, uh, I guess they make movie trailer music and uh, movie music as well, but a lot of movie trailer music sounds like they're kind of go-to guys for like, we just need something that'll, you know, just pummel you for like yeah. two minutes, and put you on the edge of your seat. So here's a, here's an example of how epic Two Steps from Hell can sound. And this is the kind of stuff that they have in The Hobbit. Yeah. So anyway, in addition to licensed music, from the movies by Howard Shore, and variations on those themes that uh, David Thiel was uh, producing. Uh, they also have 45 minutes of original content, custom content from these guys, Two Steps From Hell, 
In a world before pinball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. I yeah. uh, I'm gonna have. To, I'm looking forward to playing it on location oh and gosh. hearing all that stuff. It and, was great. Yeah, and that screen is gorgeous. We were talking about that earlier. Um, you know, like they did a great job with the Wizard of Oz, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, they've got such high definition footage that. Uh, Straight from the Hobbit movies that, right. you know, they just can make it pop. And it's... I would say even without looking at LCD screen, the game plays like an adventure. It plays like a quest that you're on. Like, it's so cool. Even if you're not a fan of the canon, like, you, there's a dragon that breathes fire onto the play field. Like, that's rad. I Absolutely. Mean, yeah. um, it's color changing LEDs, obviously, like Wizard of Oz and all that. But I, just like so many different elements of the story that are incorporated very well and... Like there's spiders and orcs and wargs that pop out of the playfield and oh, yeah. block your shots. That was my favorite part. Yeah, they're very like the, cool. They're like the trolls in Medieval Madness. Yeah, yeah only they're they're four closer of them, too. And they mm-hmm. Pop up at really. Oh, I think there's like five or seven moments. Oh, really? It wasn't yeah. just those front four. No, there's like two, then three, then two. Wow. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'll have to look out for that. Anyway, I played two balls on it. I guess that's what probably the rest of us did. Yeah, too, every, it was I, like I didn't play ball. it at all. You didn't play it at all. Okay, well. Uh, uh, that's what I was I wondering, like, like uh, comparing it to the Wizard of Oz, and you guys are saying that it still has the same kind of lighting uh, on the playfield. Uh-huh. Is it is it that kind of overwhelming moving lighting like the Wizard it's of Oz has? Not so much that it's not yeah. that undulating kind of know, flow. Just, they're definitely yeah. dialing it back and trying to make it, it a little less like more an acid trip. aesthetically consistent yeah. with the theme. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, with Wizard of Oz, like they were clearly they were coming out swinging, like they wanted yeah. to impress people. This was their you know, stamp like we're here, yeah. Ameri- pinball America, cool. <laughs> um, and they kind of talked. About, uh, they didn't say that explicitly in the talk, but you kind of got that that sense that you know, like that was kind of a statement that they were making. But then also, uh, Butch uh, quoted Jersey Jack as saying previously uh, that they want the Wizard of Oz to be the worst game that they ever make, which you know was cool. Like one of the big takes takeaways I had from the talk was like these guys. I it seemed like as uh, as a whole with the company, but particularly Jersey Jack himself, he has a chip on his shoulder. You know, like he oh, feels yeah. a feels a little bit like the underdog. He knows he's the new guy, like in terms of manufacturing and like people kind of throwing shade and being cynical about it mm-hmm. when and skeptical when they were first coming out with the Wizard of Oz or claiming they were about to. Uh, you know, that clearly like got under his skin, and like he's got some pride. He's got an ego. He he wants to make the best machine possible. So. Uh, and that East Coast dude too, man. You yeah, know? yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> got that Jersey show yeah. attitude. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that I mean, that was something that like they repeatedly made comments like that, like over and over again. And then like they were also very sensitive to people's perception of them at the same time, which usually those things come par- you know, part and parcel. Like uh-huh. uh, they multiple times like there was some comment like, oh, well, you know, the geniuses at Pinside, they. You know, we had to make it the way they want it. But right. like they said that sarcastically at a moment, but like they clearly also meant it because they emphasized over and over again that like when the, the feedback that they got at the expo a little while back uh, really resonated with them. And uh, they kept talking about uh, how they wanted to, you know, make the right game and they weren't going to uh, rush it. So I'm just going to play a quick clip of them talking about that sort of defensively, but, you know, proudly. Yes, it delayed us. Yes, it caused a lot of problems. Yes, it cost more money. It took more time. But it's a lot better product than what it could have been. Yeah, and he also, again, 
had messages for the doubters. A lot of people uh, believe in us, and a couple of people doubted us. Mm -hmm. And what I would say to the people that doubt us, you've proven wrong before, we're going to make sure you prove it wrong again. At some point or other, it's okay to admit you're wrong. Sorry about Admit that. You were wrong. Admit you were wrong. Admit you were wrong. Yeah. So anyway, it was it was a little funny to hear them say that sort of thing over and over again. But at the same time, I like that. You know, mm-hmm. I like that they're really hypersensitive to it, and they really they're really aggressive about putting out the best product product they can. Um, he took a lot of uh, he took some shots at other people in the pinball scene. Like he he definitely feels like he's going it alone a little bit. It seems like, but at the same time, I don't really blame him. I don't know. We're gonna play a bit of a juicy clip that I got, and not to emphasize the gossipy part of news and gossip too much but i, I don't know this is it interesting is and i i want to share this so here we go pinball mafia uh right about now vendors some of the vendors we use they're in chicago the hub the mountain of pinball but we've expanded to use vendors in other parts of the world that's not the only place where pinball parts come from believe it or not and i don't want to pay the pinball mafia tax from a few people in Chicago that think they own the Holy Grail. I don't care if you have a tool and it's gonna cost me 10 grand to make the tool. You don't own me or my company. I'm gonna make the tool and I don't need to deal with you, okay? That is pretty ballsy. Yeah, Yeah. gauntlet thrown. It's like playing the Sopranos. Uh Shots fired. Shots fired. (laughs) Skill shots fired. Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, so, um, you know, that those were all recurring themes that came up a bunch. I won't play all the clips that I got here. But uh, you know, at least he pays his vendors. Yeah, for that's sure. great. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, there are people that struggle with that. Um, yeah. uh, one guy asked him a question about what he's what they're doing to, uh, you know, offer new opportunities to operators out on street locations and in uh, FECs, which are family entertainment centers, basically. Chuck E. Cheese's and stuff like that. Family fun centers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so here's, uh, they were talking about uh, pindemption, which is their way of making pinball machines, redemption machines, and adding, you know, like tickets that'll spit out if you do certain things. And uh, um, get crappy prizes. Yeah. So <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, uh, with the two that they put on location just recently in Jersey, they're making a lot more money that way. Um, Wizard of Oz there was doing maybe between. Hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars, two hundred and fifty dollars a week as a pinball machine. It, it averages now between two fifty to six fifty a week, six hundred and fifty dollars a week each game. But how do they do that? And what we did was we enabled the game to be time play, not ball play. So that is kind of freaky to hear, I think, for a lot of Definitely. pinball players. You know, I don't like, like the sound of that at all. Yeah. I mean, the best thing, one of the best things about pinball is, you know, like when you play a game of pool, if you're good at pool <laughs> and you're, the, your opponent is good at pool, or even just if you're good at pool, it doesn't even matter if your opponent's good at pool, that pool game is going to be over in like five to ten minutes, right? Right. And the worse you are at pool, the longer you get to play pool. Pinball is the opposite. You right. know, you get rewarded for your skill. You can play one game for... 10, 20, 30 minutes. You play well enough, you pop replays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Timed games are... Tying they, up the game for the ops to mi- not make money on. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I it's, see it, their point. Yeah, it makes sense from a money-making perspective, but it's a little little freaky to hear that. But basically, they're talking about just uh, giving the option to operators. And the idea, hopefully, is that 
they would take that approach in family entertainment centers. Mm-hmm. Only, only. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see it flying. I mean, people are already fussing about paying a dollar for a game. Right. Exactly, yeah. right? You know, so say I, only wait, play wait. for two minutes, too. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. What if you have to pay like a dollar after a dollar after a dollar? And yeah. Then be like stopping I, them I do have to say, though, there was linked NBA fast breaks at the show, and that was awesome. It is two and a half minutes of play, but it was really worth it to play over and over again. So you basically just start one game on one machine, another game on the other machine. You beat both pick a team. And then, so if I say I start multi-ball on my game, it starts multi-ball on his game. And anything that you do on your game is the same as it's just mimicked on the next one. And you have 30 second quarters to get the most amount of points possible. It was so much fun. (laughs) I saw that and I forgot to play it with somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. There's that. a halftime show too, where you just flip the upper back box toy flipper, like just score as many baskets as possible. It was a good time. Well, that's a tournament strategy as well. Yeah, definitely. Get that one out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know you like that fast break. I really do. Yeah. And I had a. I did hear some people have trouble with it. And I was like, well, I could tell you had to play, or you could listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of weird because the points are. Baskets, yeah. Like Twenty one or, yeah. or something. Yeah, it's confusing. I remember I was really mad after I got I got done. And I was like, I only got twenty points. What yeah, that? right. Well, it's better than getting zero or two. Yeah, that's, true. that's true. Um, so I mean, just like the idea of having like there was a, a shorties for Sunday that Kevin ran, Kevin Burl ran that was chess timed. Like yeah, thirty seconds to uh, qualify on it, and then um, once you got into match play. You had a chest timer set for five minutes, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So when you finished your ball, you hit your chest timer, and then their their time would count down. That's pretty cool. But that was more interesting than pindemption sounds. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of discussion that you had about um, how it's an equalizer between right. amazing players and but, terrible players, and so if you're matched up. But again, you know, got to cater to the devotees, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the audience. So they'll and, be mad. Weren't you saying something about how um he, he might he thought about ideas of putting an auto launch or an auto start on it too? Oh right, right, right. Yeah, I could play that real fast. Uh, let's see, that's the clip that's called "No One Knows How to Play Pinball." So, uh, <laughs> Which I were... saw a lot of this weekend. I had my own moment too, where I went up to a very old EM <laughs> and I pushed start. No ball came out, and I realized that you had to plunge the ball forward. Oh <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen games yeah. like that too. Yeah, noob. No, that you know that's that'll happen. That's kind of common sometimes. Like you know, people that don't know what they're doing, like they don't know where the button is, even if it's big and glowing and says start. So right. Uh, so this is what they ran into at family entertainment centers, I guess. So a kid comes up, swipes the card. We found out nobody knows how to start the game. So the game starts itself. Nobody knows how to shoot the ball. We all know this. So if you don't shoot the ball in a few seconds, the game shoots the ball. I think that's an exaggeration. Nobody knows. Right, yeah. I mean, most people, I think, know. We've seen it on TV and stuff. Little, right. little kids don't know. And that's... Little kids, I think, would be the most intuitive. I think it's their parents. I have actually, like, uh, several times snuck up behind people and hit the start button for them so that they didn't see me. And then just... It's e- sometimes it's just easier than well, like, maybe telling them where the start button, button is. It's, but if it's a plunger, I think people know the plunger part. Right, but uh, <laughs> I've I've like watched people like hitting the flippers and nothing's happening, and yeah, 
and then I just kind of sneak in and hit the start button. Yeah, it <laughs> like... is. It's kind of hard to believe from our perspective, but yeah, it, mm-hmm. it definitely happens. And I can see like in an arcade fashion, it's not even a real arcade, you know, it's just right. like where you drag the kids when you need like an hour and a half to just shut your brain off and mm-hmm. let them run away and let somebody just bring yeah. all the food and drinks to you guys and animatronic rats can sing to you there's a reason they serve beer there you know exactly um so you know i I see where they're coming from they're going after the four-year-old market yeah yeah absolutely who's not gonna care that they've played for a minute and a half in the ball drinks they usually run away anyways and you walk up to a game that's got a ball ready to plunge that's true yeah they they only care if their parents care yeah if if they're a pinball if you got a pinballer that has kids and you got a chuck e cheese and yeah, that, they want to play with their parents. But yeah. Otherwise, no. I, you know, if it's in the if it's for the sake of making helping people actually play pinball, and if it's making money in a place where people otherwise don't really care about pinball, cool. But I think we're all of the mindset that hopefully some of these changes don't encroach upon. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they apply. No, no time street locations. Play. Yeah, no time to play. Well. No. Uh, should I bother playing any of these other clips? I really like the one that the Chilean guy said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a little hard to understand because of his Greco. accent. Yeah, Greco, uh, Jersey Jack, like, put a mic in his hand and said, this guy's been bothering me all day, so I might as well embarrass him a bit. <laughs> yeah. Tell us tell us what you thought of the game. Um, and he liked the game quite a bit. He Well, first of all, he spent a, a little bit of time talking about how he really didn't like WrestleMania and right. shorties to play <laughs> that. So, yeah. Part of the theme is WrestleMania did not make an appearance at the show. Yeah. Yeah. Shocker. Nope. Yeah. No. There was a, there was a Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. There was There's a Mustang. A Mustang. Two yep. Mustangs. Yeah. There was a kiss. Two uh, kisses. Th- yeah. So they there was a deliberate decision to not have WrestleMania. Yeah, I thought there. that was yeah. interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't know. I but still there was no Metallica either. That's a good point. Yeah. That's true. There wasn't yeah. a huge amount of new Stearns in general. Yeah, uh, but maybe like, maybe it's not worth reading too much into. But it's no, such I, a new machine. The though. exclusion, uh, yeah, it, it's too soon for uh, since it came out for them to not have it there. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, oop, I actually got queued the wrong queued, no one queued up. Okay, here we go. This is what Greco had to say about what people are going to think after they play The Hobbit. And everybody's going to be like, "Why the other pinballs cannot be like The Hobbit?" Yeah. <laughs> Why the all pinballs cannot be like the Hobbit it's is what we question. will all be thinking once we get to play it out there on. It's on a location. very fair question. Yeah, that is a great question. answer. The question, sir. Why right. the all pinballs cannot be like the Hobbit? Well, they're because some of them have to be like Kiss. That's right. Some of them do have to be like a nice, fun game as well. It was. Yeah. yeah. I love Kiss. That was a great game. What did you like about it, Brad? I I, I just. Feel like it was uh, the play feels a lot more open than a lot of the newer ones, uh, and the shots are good. The music's great. I mean, I don't even like Kiss, but it being so super loud where I played it, it was uh, really got me into the the rock and roll. I don't know. I, yeah. I, and the art on it too. Like I even while I was playing, I was going, "Were Kiss really that ripped?" Because like every <laughs> member on the on the play field and on the back glass, they're ripped as hell. You know. And I asked Gordon that, and he said, "I don't think so." No, <laughs> maybe. They, I know they weren't. They, they were definitely like, are not comic now. Comic book characters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. It's, they it's are got comic a really, characters. really well done incorporation of old and new, as opposed yeah, to like where Will Nelly completely failed. Oh god, um, that's so true. It's got you know the original pop bumpers from the old Bally game, and that's I kind of nice wonder how Bally felt about this, mm. because 
they kind of got kicked out of the game by Stern. I mean, Stern kept going and they failed. Yeah. So I wonder what that relationship was like. Well, you know, Bally still exists as a company. Yeah, they I, just do slots. Right. I would assume, and maybe I'm wrong about this, I would assume there are still rights to that game and that uh, that Stern possibly paid right. royalties for it. But I'm sure Gene Kiss Simmons, owns yeah. Not, Kiss owns 90% of the world, let's be honest. Yeah. That's a good point. If you can put Gene Simmons' face on something, it's Gene there. Gene Simmons, yeah, he's has he's had a reality show. On I TV, bet he's so on. He's, he's yeah. no hold. He's quite a guy. I, yeah. <laughs> they did have we did good art, had some interesting yeah. shots. They yeah, had yeah. nice, you know, a few code updates and it'll, oh yeah, it'll be oh the lock shot for Demon Multi Ball is so killer. It's like Gene Simmons like going. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw that. Oh it's yeah, so gnarly. Yeah, the screen. Uh, There's a lot of his tongue. I was like, you're kind of a glam rock and roll band, but you're that's scary. And this, <laughs> like, the, it's cool. This, the side of the uh, cabinet, Gordon. Didn't you say it's from one of their albums? That's from their solo. All their solo series. Like you know, they each had one record. Oh, okay. At a time around Destroyer. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, that, those pictures all, are, uh, on the side box are. Well, from their album covers. From each one, so there was four. Cool. It, it's really nice art, too. I believe the Ace Freelies was the one that sold it. The hair <laughs> on those on the side looks really great. Yeah. You guys have to look at it. And yeah. they made an alternative version for uh, Germany so that it didn't, did not look like SS bolts on the on the SS. Oh, really? Yes. It's Ooh. They have cultural sensitivity. Also, it's banned. Like, SS bolts are banned in Germany. So, like, mm. it is actually illegal. And they did that with the original Bally as well. Yeah. Interesting. You can, you can Google it and put them side by side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think most of you probably inferred what that means, but yeah, yeah. The SS bolts is in like the the Nazi little S's, and um, as you know, I assume you're talking about the the, the yes. two kiss S's there. Yes, mm-hmm. very very similar. And in design. France, they made it a longer tongue for French kisses. Though I will say there's a um, British um, Kiss cover band called Snog, and I think that's adorable. Oh, right? oh <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cute. Yeah, I like that. So Kiss, generally optimistic. I, thumbs, uh, up. thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. The, Hobbit, top, the Hobbit thumbs up. Two Kiss thumbs, thumbs up. up. I mean, yeah. I you know I wasn't quite as hot on Kiss. I wasn't hotter than hell on right. Kiss. Oh. <laughs> but it was fun. Like, it you could lick it like up, though. I, could, I, lo- I loved <laughs> it loud. I loved it loud. Yeah. <laughs> I liked, you know. Uh, it still felt like a, a stern, you know, a, a stern table to me in a sort of uninspiring way. But mm-hmm. they were a lot of fun shots. They were cool playfield toys, and uh, you know, I, I don't know. Part of me is kind of bummed that Stern keeps on cranking out these uh, like hard rock uh, pinball machines. But another part of me thinks like they're kind of getting it down, right? They kind of know what they're doing. There was a, a journey mod at the show. Oh yeah. yeah. So like more kiss, less journey. I'm fine with that. Totally. Yeah. It was gorgeous, by the way. Whoever yeah. made that it was beautiful. The Journey machine was absolutely gorgeous, and you should look it up online. You can Google Journey pinball machine, maybe throw in the word Electra there, Electra with a K, because it was a mod of an old Bally Electra game. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's another musical genre that they could go into that punk. would sell as good as... There was a punk machine well, in the 80s. There should be a, fl- a black flag machine. Hard rock. Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's That's, get some they all follow the hard rock. Yeah, hip hop game would be awesome. You know how cool an Outcast machine would be? An Outcast machine. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Wu Tang Clan <gasps> pinball. Uh, Ain't nothing for, to mess for, with. For kids, uh, for kids, for kids, for kids, Let's make it family friendly, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, P- what were you saying, bud? Uh, De La Soul, PM Dawn. De La Soul's playing Seattle yeah. soon, mm. FYI. I watched De La Soul 
this is just a, a story I'll pull out of my hat while they're, we're discussing them. I watched them from backstage at Bumbershoe once. Mm. Yeah, because uh, my we're sitting roommate in our at room the t- with Graham. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That it's is true. awesome. Well, it, it all happened because we wanted to watch uh, Os Mutantes from backstage. And so my my roommate at the time, Devin, and I, we just faked like we just like acted like we had the right passes that's like really um, all you have to do sometimes right yes yeah. yeah. so we just like didn't even hesitate like just kept on walking right by the security guy uh for you know uh block blocking the backstage part and he, right Devin motioned toward me and said oh he's with me and <laughs> waved and the guy just kind of nodded at us and we just yeah stayed back there ate nice free food with a bunch of brazilians for for a couple yeah. hours that was wow. nice. very cool yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I, um, I think that they're doing a very good job with the rock and roll pins, but something like a little less mainstream might be cool. But yeah, it, I guess it wouldn't be as popular. That's just me. I don't. I'm not kind of a mainstream music well, fan. Is oh. is now is Woe the first thing that they've come up with that was That's not original. based on something else? Uh, yeah, an original license. Yeah, it's, it's the first one they've had in over a, like well over a decade. That's not really Stern though. That's Whizbang. Right. Yeah. So they're, they're just helping Stern to is out. just manufacturing it for them. I think the last uh, original license that Stern put out was High Roller Casino. Oh, that is such a stinker. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long while since they they tried something fresh, but uh, it would be nice to see. And that, you know what? I just want to come back to something else that was mentioned in the Jersey Jock. Da- uh, Jersey Jock. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Jersey, you know. He's from the shore. The Jersey Jack uh, yeah. talk about the Hobbit. Uh, they discussed a lot, especially uh, uh, Butch Peel discussed a lot. Uh, the changes, all the versions of the play field that they went through in the artwork and how every single thing, this was true of uh, both both the uh, play field art as well as uh, the original content they were coming up with for the audio because they're going to hire a voice actor that sounds like Ian McKellen to have game oh, directions. Oh, so sad. That wasn't there. Well, you know, if, yeah. he, if he was available to do it, I'm right, sure they right. would hire him. No, I'm sad that he's gone is the part that I'm sad about. Oh, sad that he's gone from the project is he dead he's dead no oh, is that what absolutely not ian, gandalf ian, ian mckellen is not dead i stopped listening for a second sorry <laughs> that's okay that's all right <laughs> i was gonna say I, I was away from facebook for one day that's I, a lot big thing that he happens. better not be dead i am adamant yeah. about the fact that he that i would there. know about that uh, what does patrick stewart say about that <laughs> He's dead too. Uh, <laughs> these pictures were not from heaven. Breaking these news. were not he- pictures Breaking from news. heaven, Caleb. Uh, no, so <laughs> they Ian were Mc- from the beach. Ian McKellen clearly has uh, plenty of other more artistically relevant ways to make money than uh, recording Gandalf dialogue telling you uh, wh- where to shoot uh, to lock the ball. Uh, so they're going to get some folks doing that. But anyway, uh, what was my point that I was trying to make? Uh, I got to dial it back a bit. Uh, oh right, they had to run by everything uh, against uh, by run- Warner Brothers uh, and J.R.R. Tolkien. They went by his grave. Oh yeah, they <laughs> they they stood there in silence for a while, and they would wait for a sign from the heavens. No, but seriously, every tiny minute detail on the playfield, like they would have to send back to um, Warner Brothers for approval, and a lot of things that you would think would be fine were not. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, just just how big certain letters were, and the font and type and whatnot. So. You know, that's a lot of red tape, and they pointed to that as being, um, among other things, like, you know, something that made the process last longer. So my question is, why not another original license? Why yeah, why is it so long? If you have to long? go through all that stuff, then, yeah, why not avoid it? Yeah, make, yourself, yeah. make people, it up yourself. People love The Hobbit, though. They do. They do. And it's going to be a great machine, but and I, I, I can't it. wait for it. Your original idea. 
but well, like you know saying. just take that red that red tape out of it and i think i might be wrong but i think that their next game will be an original license i do That'd know they mentioned that pat lawler is working on the third game that oh that's amazing with. and they also said that unlike the wizard of oz and the hobbit and you know this remains to be seen and maybe i misheard them but uh they're not going to do pre-orders and they're not going to roll out prototypes at shows and stuff. They're going to come out with it fully ready. Nice. Yeah, I think, you know, that's that's the sign of a, a that's a the healthy next step. company. Exactly. Yeah. They're uh-huh. trying to be where Stern is, where they yeah. can just say, Look, here it is. Like maybe they have a teaser video, but they're not like they're not workshopping it right. anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you mentioned so. that they talked financing options possibly too. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That's one more clip that I'll play. That was kind of interesting. Sorry to come back to this but um th- yeah they discussed uh potential financial arrangements for folks uh to get uh you know for operators to get a one of these pinball machines that are very expensive um without maybe dropping you know eight thousand dollars for them i could see a time where if you have a location and you want a pinball machine and you can't buy a pinball machine we're going to figure out a way to do a revenue share on your location on the back end. We're going to be able to get you a game and uh, do a finance deal or a lease deal or some kind of arrangement where you have one of our pinball machines in your location. Well, sounds like rent to own. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, but I mean, it, in theory, it would make money you while would, you're owning yeah, it. You yeah. would still it be would, making money. You would pay for it. So you could decide whether you want to put 100% of your earnings in there or half of them. You yeah. Know? yeah. And, Why not? Yeah, it's just a trade off, uh, revenue trade off. Now, I, I think that's all theoretical right now, but it seems like they're ideas that they're exploring and, you know, more power to anything that. Uh, potentially anything creative that can get more pinball yeah, machines out sure. there. Yeah, and it sounds like that's why he would would be willing to do that is to mm-hmm. get more pinball out there. Absolutely. And speaking yeah. of pre-orders that failed, <clears throat> oh magic, yeah, magic girl was there. There was a magic girl. <laughs> Good lord. Okay, Friday, no magic girl. Saturday morning, no magic girl. Probably around like noon, one it shows up, and they set it up at the very op- the the op- the lobby right where the um, ticket taking is. And you before you go into the show, what I, I walked by it like maybe 20 times and all but two, the hood was open and they were working on it or it mm-hmm. was turned off. Yeah, uh, I never saw glass on it, so they did not feel comfortable uh, letting people play it without being able to like stop it and, and move the ball again. Yeah. yeah. Well, didn't they just buy the right set recently? The rights? To, no, to, to it's an original game. They um, the they're. John Papaduke sold his interest in it, I think. He's oh. hired on as a consultant. I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a, a Maybe that's a private one? No, that's probably never getting made in Alice in Wonderland. Sidware is bankrupt. Oof. Um, Oof. The private investor came in to save the day with the, red, you know, the superhero cape on. But um, another called Pantasia. I have to oh, right. I have to say, though, like um, artwork is gorgeous. Yeah. The game looks really cool. It's kind of worth the wait, but not the way that people got screwed over. And the game kind of became like the water cooler of the ga- of the show. Like every person that has a pers- a home use only machine would walk over there and kind of go, wish this would would have worked out. And people like aired their grievances. Like it was kind of a, an interesting dynamic that would go on around the machine. Yeah, but the freaking play field. <laughs> it was a piece of vinyl 
stretched oh. over wood. It was not even glued on there. It had a weird little bubble right yeah. the, in the lower play field between the flippers. It's like when you're in high school the and they put the, the projection up there of like what they want you to pay attention to and you move it around. Like It was so bad. And, you know, hopefully hopefully that's just uh, the product of, of them trying to rush it out in this moment to make sure that people know something. How about exists. stop padding your pockets for the last five yeah. years and not have to rush something out and bring us a product that actually delivers? Don't spend the money before you make the pinball machine. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Don't, I, don't spend the money until you, the pinball machine is made. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, though, some of that money has to be used to make the pinball machine. Yeah, it was gorgeous, and it it made me excited for the prospect of you know original themes. Uh, but I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, we have fewer and fewer stories like this, and yeah. more and more successful stories. Uh, I, feel I, like I can't wait for Big Lebowski pinball. Oh yeah, that good. is good. Oh, I well, did. Is play... that going to be made? I Do we have. We yeah, seen it? that's that's have happening. We seen more than four. That's going to happen. Um, well, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll go on record right now, but y'all, if I'm proven wrong, whatever. Um, <laughs> Says you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did play the Bride 2.0 that Dutch Pinwall made. That is also great. Like, Where was uh, that at? Was that? It was at the show. Mm-hmm. Was it part of that front group with yeah, all yeah, the, the LEDs? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was there. I thought it was, cool. it was a bride of what? Pinball? 2.0 yeah. from Dutch Pinball, where they put the color DMD screen in. It looked they, gorgeous. The game is completely different. How, like the whole way play it plays. The, the entire way it plays game. Is yeah. I, I had no idea. I wish I had played it. I had yeah, an opportunity. I oh, it was, was awesome. Yeah. I, I just saw the color DMD and it looked fantastic. Yeah. It looked, I don't you, know. Those guys are just knocking it out of the park. You can register a profile that uh, you know, goes on the web. You can save your store your scores um, on the internet. Yeah. Um, so like any high score that you get on there is just instantly posted somewhere. I, I'm sure I figure it out later, but um, yeah, you the heart ramp lights your locks and the the shuttle ramp completes your locks. And it's not about can you know changing the robot into a human being anymore. It's about going on these missions and locking the balls in your space state spaceship and like hmm. completing these modes. I'm looking forward to trying yeah. that out. And that yeah. reminds me, who's was it? Uh, it came from the LED pinball lights okay. um, booth there. Mm. I uh, uh, that reminded me uh, when you said posting scores to the internet. Uh, one of the things that got mentioned multiple times in the Hobbit talk was how they're going to start rolling out new uh, technology with social media. So they're going to have QR codes uh, that you can scan to post your to tweet your score. Which yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I'm glad that they're again trying new ideas. But that was one of the few things that they talked about in in that talk that really did not excite me. Like I have never seen anybody stick with a QR code. Right, I've we, never seen one yeah. scan one. Like <laughs> I've tried it. I've done it a few times. It's yeah. fine. It doesn't really feel worth the effort. No, um, they're ugly as all get out. People don't seem to like wanting to check in as much as they did when it first started. No. Yeah, the whole four square phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're being tracked already by um, the government. So and also, right. pick, <laughs> Pixar, it didn't happen is kind of how I feel about it. If you have a high score that you're proud of, if you've got a smartphone that can scan a QR code, you're just going to take a photo of it. Right. Tweet that. Mm-hmm. Post that on Facebook. Anyway. Um, uh, oh, there was Tattoo Mystique. That was another game. Yeah, that, that one was thing was cool. The- I didn't play it. Did anybody here play it? I played it, yeah. Uh, it was set on one ball and very low scoring. Like I finished the game with like 180 points. Is that a <laughs> dom- one of Dominique's new games? No. no. That was Fast Pinball. Helped, mm. Well, not Fast Pinball, but um, it, the guy it showed was up. run on their um, uh, The, the okay. artist was Brian Cox out of Seattle, Washington. 
And it's the same guy that did the um, re rethemed kind of retro uh, future spa last year. Did you um, play that? Yeah. The future spa that wasn't a wide body oh, anymore. Yeah I, saw that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Very cool. This guy's done some incredible stuff. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it was more artwork than functional pinball, or the idea was anyway, and it right. was gorgeous. So space da- space-8.com is his website if anyone wants to check it out. Speaking of Dominique, though, he was dressed very dapperly. Uh, he always uh, does yeah. that. Yeah. It's like nothing orange hat, orange jacket. Yeah, the red and orange. Uh, yeah, it's probably because of his $500,000 price tag on Galactic Girl. And that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite is that, part of the show. Is that how much he's charging for Galactic yeah, Girl? Yeah, he had a $500,000 <laughs> sticker uh, on it. It's what a, a one joke. of a kind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Dominique a... is also one of a kind. Yeah. That is yeah. true. Sometimes that is true. not the best. Uh, <laughs> hey. I like him. He's a good yeah. guy. Uh, yeah. He's, got he's stories. a unique. <laughs> oh, fair enough. But, you know, he's a unique uh, component of the scene. He's a pinball very, legacy. He's yes. a legacy. He's iconic. He yeah, did have a game of... stolen from SureShot once three oh. years ago. Oh, Do yeah. you guys remember that? But then he found it. He yeah. got it. Well, he, what happened was, like, a, fr- a friend of mine I used to live with handed me a flyer one day and said, I I saw this on a telephone poll. I thought you'd be interested. And it said, missing wizard pinball machine stolen <laughs> from the curb of Shot in the U district. It's like, who the hell steals a pinball machine? <laughs> oh, um, so he was like swapping out games, ran inside for like a tool or something. I don't know, like whatever he forgot in there. And some bros in a pickup truck came by, saw the machine on the sidewalk and throw it in the truck. (laughs) But they brought it back because they saw the flyer and they Mm. thought, they were like, sorry, man, I thought it was free. (laughs) (laughs) In the early days of Skillshot, Dominic was a really uh, big supporter. Yeah. He even had a, bought a printer, a copier that could make the 11 by 17 size. Oh, very nice. We went over there, we explored the, possibility of using the printer in his basement to do skill shot back when it was hmm. not as a larger circulation and then we unfortunately broke, it didn't work but we yeah. broke the printer but awesome oh. it was uh, really great for him to try to help us and definitely yeah he always lets me know when um games change and places that he operates and mm-hmm. really him and destiny we love the two of those guys they're great yeah. all right well uh i want to i want to start wrapping stuff up sure. here because we're almost at an hour and it is Pretty late in the evening, and it's still so hot. In this it's place. so fun. Yeah. So we Very need to play that that's the game that we do. Yep. Let's play Name That Game. Uh, I've got four sounds from this game. I think you guys will get it uh, within the second sound or so, but let's find out. Um, if you've got a guess, don't shout it out quite yet because okay. I want other people to be able to guess. Um so just just say that you think that you have it. I'll put, I'll raise we'll my confirm. hand if I know. If yeah. I okay, there we go. There we go. And I'll describe to the listener who is raising their hand. <laughs> All right, ready? Got it. Yep. Anybody got a? It sounds like a malfunction. Yeah. <laughs> right. I have an idea. Okay. Mm. All right. Log that idea. Okay. It's, uh, Any thoughts here? Uh, I mean, don't oh, express yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> this is 1984 over here. Okay. Graham's knees are unusually big. <laughs> they are big always knees. unusually Look big. How big your knees are. They're like they're built like tanks. They are. I don't know <laughs> why I've got such knees. I should have been some knee based. Brad's athlete, knees but... had a knee off earlier yesterday. Or t- yesterday oh yeah, they right? did. Yeah. They're like, screw <laughs> you, knee. Episode five of the Skillshop Pincast <laughs> right. will be all about knees yeah. and how they affect your game. <laughs> but yeah. in the meantime, here's sound number two for name that game. Ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
When do we get to guess? Uh, at the end of the sound. You've, okay. you've got, you think you got it? Mm, no. no. <laughs> I thought maybe for a second, but now that I... No, no. Okay, I think this next one probably will give it to you. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got, got it. it. Yep. Uh-huh. Gordon's got it. You do have it? Yeah. Or is there a fourth sound? There is a fourth one. I'm going to need that fourth uh, sound. It's, it's going to say the name of the... Uh, <laughs> Does it? Uh, I'm going to... Actually, I've got two more sounds. We should I have think. puns and... You're right. Your next time we can write our answers down to see who... That's a good idea. Because anybody can say, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Well, this... let's all say it at the same time. Okay. Right. What uh, I should we do it before this last sound? <laughs> no, let's just play the last time. Because okay, I want Brad to try right. to figure it out. Okay, he is here trying. we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. That's when you finish the game, or when you game over. Yeah. Oh, I'm wrong. Really? Well, that that well, sound is good. similar, but not the main refrain of the yeah. the uh, game. So maybe it threw you off. No. I'm just gonna say I thought it was fathom. No, 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 it's not. Definitely not fathom. I know what it is. Okay, well, one more. <laughs> you'll you'll both definitely get it on this one. You got one under. Yeah. Hey, you use guys, the net. What is it? Is it diner? No, it's, it's not. gone fish and leave a message. Oh, it's fish sales. Yeah. Ah wow. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I bet I if I if I play this. Uh, uh, this sound again, it'll make a lot more sense. Wait, no, not that one. Sorry. The this... one with the ramp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah now let's that, now rock that the boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I originally thought it was whitewater. From the well, beginning, I'm... I thought it was Attack from Mars. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah I can hear that. I heard that. the bubbling sound. I was like, well, it's water-based, so maybe whitewater, but then, yeah. Kayla's had more uh, more experience with Name That Game than you guys have had. Well, it sounds like uh, an alien sound. So. Ne- next time, we should do it for like money or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah <laughs> I like I've got it. plenty like of it. that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap things up, and we've got a few uh, plugs and shout-outs and whatnot. Uh, a few of them we took care of earlier. That's so, true. Yeah. We gave Phil a shout out. Uh, shakedown racket. Yeah, it's shakedown. The racket at the shakedown. Good job, in Colin and Emmeline. Should be opening soon. By the time it should be open by the time this podcast. Absolutely. Is, um, yeah. And the same with the doesn't say if you're looking at the list, don't go to John John's. It's closed right now. But but once this uh, <laughs> podcast come out, there should be the new new and improved the John new and improved John John's with different games and. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, of course, the first Sunday tournament at Shorty's, uh, hosted by Skillshot every time, or rather hosted by guests, uh, yeah. curated by Skillshot. So keep an eye out for that, as always. Yeah, we are. Don't I don't think we have a July host. There was somebody who said that they were going to do it or wanted to do it, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we're Fourth hosting... of July is that first weekend, too, so it's a little uh, hard. Yeah, that yeah. might be a bad one. Mm-hmm. And then um, well, we have another skip month. No, yeah. we cannot have another skip month. <laughs> so we're supposed to be doing one today, right now. No, you can be there by yourself. I don't care. Well, it's we'll not, figure it's not too out, late. Brad. I'm going to we'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, all right. And uh, also, our anniversary uh, will be in September. Eight years. Yeah. yeah. Eight, years. Eight years. Come have fun with us. Uh, shout out to Chris and Carol Walsh. Yep. They were really helpful and... Really great people from the Northwest and Dan Halligan too. Who Absolutely, gave Dan us, Halligan's uh, great. Passes to give away at the Tommy and the Powder Puff tournaments and everything mm-hmm. went really smooth. Dave Stewart did a great job this weekend as well. Yeah, Lauren Aquino, yeah. Lee Ev- everybody that was yeah. involved, all the volunteers, the yeah, yeah, all the staff. 
And um, as always, uh, you can uh, subscribe to Skillshot by going to the link on our website at skill-shot.com mm -hmm. and hitting the one that says shop. We have t-shirts and subscriptions and collections. And stuff. All the cool. You probably, if you were at the uh, showcase this weekend, you saw a lot of Skillshot t-shirts because that is the status symbol for <laughs> yeah. the Seattle pinball scene. And it helps it. support the scene. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Big, big help for us. Uh, so, yeah. And then uh, I've got, I write for a magazine called Razor Cake. Um, two, two, like last issue, I had an article on a punk's guide to pinball, which came out. And then my next feature piece is coming out in August in the issue number 87, I believe. And it's an interview with my friend's band, Listen Lady, and they're fantastic. And I'd like, if you get a chance, please check it out. Cool. Anything else, guys? I don't think so. Slayers. Hmm. Uh, oh, that's we right. said that last episode if you listened but we didn't we, we hadn't announced two one uh yet <laughs> oh yeah the uh, soda jerks one the soda jerks oh, right. one slayed yeah. the slayers they slayed the slayers it was well deserved they they really deserved it they were well they we were... deserve to lose is that you mean yeah. gracious Ooh. loser brad you know, hayden there's a little hey, apprehension this one the i'm trophy on the other side of the over. fence now i can't really do anything about it i was told i could have subbed for you guys but i'm too good of a player uh, <laughs> like you are yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right well damn the, it all right that's been a episode four of Skillshot Pincast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks we'll for get sticking you next with time. us. Thank Support you. local pinball.